Hello and welcome to the Lone Star Collective, the official podcast of the Texas Cannabis Collective. I'm joined today by my guest, Nicole Wright of Lone Star Natural CBD. Hello, Nicole. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, tell us, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, where you're from, where you're at now and all that good stuff. Yeah, so my name is Nicole Wright. I am owner and co-founder of Lone Star Natural CBD. We're a CBD retail store in Denton, Texas. We've been there for almost four years now. Uh, so a little bit about my background and kind of how I got into the CBD and cannabis industry. So I'm actually also a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for 13 years, um, mainly emergency and critical care um, nursing but my whole life, I've just um, had a passion of health and wellness and promoting that and helping others. Um, I had a running injury in 2016 while training for the Boston Marathon. And uh, my friend introduced me to CBD for uh, recovery and healing of that injury. And I, as uh, many Texans, thought it was the same thing as weed and it had THC in it. And I didn't know about <laughs> CBD isolate and all that. Um, and I just started to do research and started to use it myself and saw a huge benefit. And I was like, why don't more people know about this? And so yeah, that's kind of yeah, where it, I got started. <laughs> it's kind of nuts. You know, I, I was a, uh, I worked as a first responder when I first got out of high school. And, uh, I, I, if I knew then what I know now, I just think all the people we could have helped a whole lot easier than even taking them to the, to the emergency room for a lot of things. Cause you know, a lot of people call, call an ambulance and they really don't need an ambulance. Right. <laughs> oh yes. I, I do know about that working in the ER for four years. <laughs> so Definitely what made you, that. yeah. So what made you decide to start a CBD business? So uh, just kind of seeing how it had helped me with my running injury and with uh, CBD isolate um, or broad spectrum products, there's not that many side effects and uh, just helping with not only the pain that I was having from the running injury, but also stress in general of um, being a nurse, being a mom, um, all those issues. I just felt like I wanted to just tell more people about it. There's such a stigma, especially in Texas, against um, anything CBD or cannabis related. Um, and I, I just felt like I needed to educate the community more. So, Yeah, absolutely. I, I can totally relate. You know, I don't know if you know what, about anything about my story or what you do know about my story. Um, but I got involved because I lost a son in 2016 to epilepsy. And uh, yeah. Basically, he came to me, you know, he, he re was using meds and whatnot for about yeah. five and a half years. And the meds, uh, unfortunately, uh, the meds had the opposite effect as they do for so many as what they're intended to. Right. Instead of mm -hmm. controlling his seizures, they became more frequent and more severe. And he always had full grand mal seizures. So, uh, I mean, they, they were not not good by any means. and. Uh, he came to me at one point and asked me about cannabis. And I said, you know, kid, <laughs> got to be honest with you. I used that stuff for a lot of years when I was a younger man, you know, I said, but <laughs> I don't have a clue. You know, I said, I've heard the stories like you've heard, but I, I don't know. You know, I said, I knew no one thing we can find out and uh, we can, we can definitely uh, try it if you want to. I said, I, because I, I know for for fact, it's not going to hurt you. I do know that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately uh, his decision, and he was an adult at this time. He's a 23 year old man when we were having this conversation. So uh, the decision was his and ultimately he just didn't want to break the law and mm. you can't, you can't knock him for that. Yeah. Fortunately, after he passed was when I learned what I, what I know now, uh, basically through a conversation with my ex-wife at his service, because she mentioned she's a paramedic uh, by trade. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had mentioned that she said to him, why don't you try it? And I was like, 
blown away by this because this woman mm-hmm. never drank a glass of wine. You know, she was straight, straight, <laughs> straight as an arrow. And uh, so that got me to thinking after the service, I came home, immediately started researching cannabis and epilepsy. And then uh, I spent, well, I quit counting 5,000 hours in research, just reading medical papers and, and scientific reports and studies of all the different research put together and peer reviewed studies and uh, clinical trials. It's all out there. You know, they say we don't have the research, but, and we don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we have all the research we need because there's oh so much more we need to learn about this plant Mm -hmm. and other plants for that matter. But I mean, come on people. We, we, we have enough research to, to move forward and keep going. So tell us a little bit uh, about your, your, your Lone Star Naturals, right? No, Lone Star Natural CBD, is that the name of it? Yes, Lone Star Natural CBD. Um, so we carry a variety of different CBD products. Um, we actually carry some local uh, Texas hemp brands like Oak Cliff Cultivators okay. and Tejas Hemp. Um, I really, really like their products. Uh, they're we very high both, quality. <laughs> we know both of those very yes, well. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm happy to support um, those uh, Texas hemp brands. And when we first opened up, it was, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what products and brands, um, you know, were best for our customers, what was high quality. At the time in 2019, a lot of the Texas hemp brands weren't uh, very popular or they just, you know, they they were just starting as well as we were. Sure, um, but sure. I'm excited now that, um, you know, there's more quality Texas hemp brands that are that are coming up and um, just are really, really great companies and really great products. So we definitely support a lot of other Texas hemp brands. Um, but, you know, about um, your son, um, I actually have a lot of customers that come in that get referred by their physician. Um, and I've, you know, worked with those customers and they work with their physician to kind of, cause they, they're wanting to get off their prescription medications and, it's just, it's really exciting uh, to see that, that there, there are a lot of physicians on board and, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that more physicians are more open to that because there is, there's a lot of great benefit to cannabis um, and it's just been kind of pushed aside and um, ignored. And I think it, it really needs more focus on it for sure. So. Yeah. You know, when, when he passed away it was in 2016. So it was still early on for Texas at that point in time, uh, you know, as far as physicians being on board and as mm-hmm. in comparison to what we have today. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But of course we, we didn't even have a, t- the teacup program wasn't actually even functioning at that point in time either, you know, but ironically enough, with that being said, it wouldn't have helped him anyway because mm-hmm. it was low THC. And unfortunately, yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the story of Alexis Bortel. She's a, a Texas child who her parents uprooted and moved to Colorado as soon as Colorado mm-hmm. became legal. And because she had, we've actually been to Colorado and visited with their family, um, the wife and I. And their story with her is identical to William's. Um, the only difference between the two was when he had his first seizure, they told us that, you know, there's this group of kids who manifest it around the age of eight and nine grow out of it around 10 to 12. Mm -hmm. So let's wait and see, because he didn't show any signs, you know, EEGs were clean and everything else. It didn't show any signs of epilepsy. So, um, Let's just wait before we medicate and see what happens. So we did, and it was a year and a half before he had another one. But then it was three months after that. Then it was another year and a half. Then it was six months. Then it was 12 months. Then it was eight months. You know, it was, there, was, there was no pattern, what they like yeah. to call unpatternistic. At, at any rate, with Alexis, they decided to go ahead and medicate. So hers immediately started getting bad. Hmm. And she went through the medications and everything and got to the point where after three or four years, don't quote me on the exact timeline, but doctors were telling her parents that, that, that the only hope they had was to remove part of her brain. Hmm. And, and, you know, no parent wants to hear that. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
they had heard of, of, you know, cannabis and CBD and, and different aspects of it with, with seizure disorders. So they said, let's take a chance, you know, and they packed up and they moved to Colorado and she's been seizure free since. Wow. And it's, I think, I think she's over six years now, seizure free. Wow, that's amazing. And she, and she was having hundreds a week at the time wow. that they went to Colorado. Yeah, wow. it's it's completely amazing. But at any rate, um, didn't mean to sidetrack the whole story there. <laughs> no, it's 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 really good to hear. You know, I'm so sorry about your son, and um, I've heard you talk about him on uh, some of your other podcast episodes, and it's just it's it's. I hate seeing that, you know, when there's an option, but, you know, from whatever stigma or whatever, it's pushed aside, but it's, it's good to see that about Alexa in Colorado that, you know, she is doing better. So, I mean, that, that kind of gives us hope. And you would think that, you know, when we bring these stories to our own politicians in Texas, that they would see that and see the benefit of having a better uh, medical cannabis program, but it's just, it's it blows my mind really but it's it's good to see good stories like that the thing that people so. don't understand about texas is is you know a lot of other states have been able to say well the tax revenue the tax revenue texas doesn't need it yeah texas has plenty of money you know they they don't need the tax yeah. revenue so that's not an enticement to lawmakers in texas unfortunately yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, that being said the research is what they've always wanted, what they've continued to say. And and stories like this and things that are coming out of legal states are starting to change minds in Austin. I spend quite a, quite a bit of my time in Austin. In fact, we get done here. The truck is loaded. I'm jumping in the truck and heading for Austin as soon as we get done. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, needless to say, you know, even with that knowledge, they've been slow and baby steps with, with the medical side and they keep, yeah. you know, the, the stupid restriction on THC, which ought to be up to a doctor's to be able to say, okay, this person needs this much, or we're going mm -hmm. to try this much and see what happens, you know, blah, blah, blah. Medical doctors need to be doing that. Not lawmakers setting restrictions yeah. because oh. they're scared of something, you yeah. know, and and I'm going to say one more thing, and then we'll get back to. Actually, we're going to have to take a sponsor break. But uh, when we come back from the sponsor break, I want you to go into a little bit more about your store and some of the products you sell and where you're located and all that good stuff. But what I was yeah. going to say is, is uh, we've got the one argument that I say we need to push more than ever now is just common sense. Number one, mm -hmm. are we stopping anybody? With these no. laws, are we stopping anybody <laughs> from anything? No, no. Uh, we are doing something that's unfortunate, which is we're creating criminals out of people, honest people for the most part, on a, over a crime that has no victim. Mm -hmm. And then the second question is, well, if we're not stopping anybody, doesn't it make more sense for it to be a fully regulated, moderated, and controlled program? Rather yeah. than just any Joe Blow on the street. I mean, that's that's my philosophy. At any rate, we're going to take a quick sponsor break. And then uh, when we come back, we will uh, take a look at where your shop's located and some of the more services and products that you have. Yeah, definitely. All right. Again, this is the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. I'm your host, Chris Grisolia. I'm joined this week by Nicole Wright of Lone Star Natural CBD, and we'll be right back. Join us on Tuesday, March 14th for the Texas Marijuana Policy Lobby Day at the State Capitol. The majority agree. Texans of all political persuasions agree. It's time for cannabis law reform. There's lots to do in a little time. With all lawmakers meeting only for 140 days every two years, we have a lot of work to do in a short period of time. The Texas Marijuana Policy Lobby Day. 
Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas, from traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Gramps. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective, the official podcast of the Texas Cannabis Collective. My guest today is Nicole Wright, and I want to say I apologize for sidetracking the whole thing on to epilepsy and and <laughs> teacup program and all that good stuff. Please, please tell us a little bit more about your store, the services you offer there, the products you have there, and everything like that. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm with Lone Star Naturals. We're a CBD retail store. We're off of Teasley and Lillian Miller in Denton. Um, We've been there for about four years now. We sell anything from, um, we have a bunch of hemp flour from Oak Cliff Cultivators and Tejas Hemp, different tinctures, edibles. Uh, We do sell Delta 8 and Delta 9 uh, pet products. Um, we also offer, we have a spa room at our location and we offer regular and CBD massages. Um, so that's, that's pretty nice because <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they come in, you know, you're hurting, you may be tight muscles and everything. So, uh, we do have a massage therapist there as well. Cool. Um, yeah. And then I also started, uh, my own podcast last year. It's called the natural med podcast where we interview different health and wellness professionals, uh, mainly in the Denton area. Um, we branched out a little bit in the DFW area, but um, I like it because we look at a lot of different aspects of health and wellness, not just your physical health uh, or your nutritional health, but your mental health. Um, and a lot of health and wellness professionals are on board with CBD and cannabis. And we talk about that in my podcast, which I like that because I like um, showing people that you know, cannabis and CBD can be incorporated in our lives. We can normalize it and look at the the health and wellness aspects of it. Um, I think we definitely need to be responsible with it, you know, definitely with um, THC products. But I think um, I think there's a lack of education right now. And I'm hoping to um, help that, you know, with my store and with my podcast. So cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um- Speaking of Denton, because you mentioned you're in Denton, your stores in Denton. Yeah. Uh, little flagship information. I actually live in Crum, so. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> my in-laws, my in-laws live in Crum, so I go out there often. We were just out there the other night playing uh, card games and stuff. <laughs> okay, so you know, I tell a lot of people, they say, "Where do you live?" And I say, "Crum," and they go, "Huh?" They're like, "Where's that?" <laughs> and so most of the time, I just say. Nice just outside of Denton, but so yeah. tell me exactly where, where are y'all located in Denton? I'm going to have to come check out your store. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe you've sure. been there four years and I haven't known you, you're there. <laughs> yeah. I need to do better on advertising and I'm working on that. <laughs> it's a little hard in our industry. Um, so we are, it's a uh, Southern Denton. So if you know, you said you were a first responder before, but Denton fire station six is really close um, by us. Okay. Uh, we're right by, there's a Sweetwater's Coffee, a Club Pilates, and a Cycle Bar all right there um, off Teasley and Lillian Miller. So it's it's more South Denton. Um, our mm. demographics, it's a lot of um, families and um, most, mostly like kind of middle-aged adults. Uh, we're kind of a little South of like the UNT and TWU scene. So, um, yeah. but we do a lot of, uh, try to do a lot of events and on the square in Denton because that's 
that's pretty fun. <laughs> too, yeah, so. Denton, Denton can be a pretty happening place, depending on the if you catch it oh, on yes. the right night, especially. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> it's uh, a good a good place. <laughs> so what are what are you you named off um, Oak Cliff cultivators and and uh, Tejas Camp? Uh, yeah. Got a shout out to to our friends over the, both of those companies. Uh, yeah. What are some of the products that you carry of theirs? Because they have some pretty extensive lines of products these days. The, the, those guys are really doing it up good. Yes, they are. So with Oak Cliff Cultivators, we carry all of uh, all of their flower that's available. That I think we have the Orange Glaze, the Shawn Glow. Hawaiian Haze. Uh, my favorite is the uh, Pink Panther. We have that strain as well. So we have a little bud bar with a selection of their flower. We carry Oak Cliff Cultivators CBG tincture, uh, which is really nice. It's very potent, uh, very potent. Love that stuff. And their um, topical salve, we carry that. Um, let's see, for Tejas Hemp, uh, we have um, some of their flower their uh, guava and their garlic strain. Um, their focus tincture is really good with the THCV. We have mm -hmm. that one. Um, I've had a lot of good feedback from that. We just started carrying it a couple months ago um, and a lot of, lot of good feedback from that one. Yeah, um, I've heard a lot of people say good things about that one, about yeah. that product. Just, yeah, not just for the focus, but for the appetite suppression uh, as well and everything. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, if you have, if you're pre-diabetic or, you know, dealing with those, those things, it's, it's really good. Um, their CBG yeah. tincture, we have that, um, that one's pretty good. And then, uh, their CBN tincture as well. So, um, Teja Samp, I like their tinctures because of they're extracted with that Terpex process. I think that's what it's called. Um, but you really have a really rich full flavor, uh, in those tinctures. So, you're getting a lot of a lot of the benefits in the cannabinoids and terpenes. Yeah, I so. think I think Aaron was, was was pretty heavily involved with the those people at Terpex and and that whole that whole group. Um, yeah. And and I, I interviewed Aaron on my old podcast last year, and yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's a good guy. Uh, Aaron's good people. Of course so is eddie over over at oak cliff oh yeah you know that's that's <laughs> the thing that's the thing that that i have to say um you know people talk about the stigmas right and and the stigmas that surround you know the cannabis industry as a whole and oh it's just a bunch of stoners and a bunch of hippies <laughs> and, you know and uh i'm sorry but there are very few actually that fit into that category in the grand scheme of things. When you really, really get involved and start to meet all of these people across the state, you know, uh, and it, it, it kind of irks me because uh, I was one of the big organizers for the, the DFW March back in October. And uh, we're going to do it again, October this year. We're already starting nice. the, the, the organizational process for that. Uh, so if you're interested in being a vendor at that event down yeah. downtown Fort Worth and then stay in touch, but, uh, uh, channel 11 has periodically over the years done a piece on me and my story with my son and, and what the goings on are. And of course mm -hmm. the week of our event, president Biden decides to, to spit out his, national announcement of pardons and and <laughs> urging the governors to do such and and all of that mess right so mm -hmm. here they come they want to do another piece and they did a really nice piece all except for the one aspect that the media always has to do they had to interview two or three of the stoners with the tattoos mm -hmm. and the and uh, I'm here yeah. for the weed, man, you know, and they had to put it out and they had to put that stereotypical trash in, into yeah. what was a nice story, you know? Um, yeah. And it just, of course they ended it. I had to laugh because they ended it at one point in the interview. I, I just said to the, to the guy, the, the reporter for channel 11, uh, I said, uh, I said, they just need to deschedule it and be done with it. That quote 
is at the very end of the, the piece. So he did throw that in there for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's totally true. It does not it does not meet the qualifications of a Schedule One drug. I mean, Never it's has. just it's it's insane to me. It, well, well, that's the thing. You know, that's what I say when I go testify. Uh, I'd have to do the math now to get the years right. But I, I went in every time I've gone and testified for a medical bill. Mm-hmm. I, I say, you know, who I am, what I support. And, and and then I just say, you know, Dr. William O'Shaughnessy was treating people for epilepsy in 1850 in the United States with cannabis extracts mm-hmm. successfully. Yeah. We knew hundred and how many hundred and so many so many years ago, you know. Yeah. We knew, you know, and then of course the last one is we knew hundred and some odd years before my son died. Yeah. You know, and then I just look at him and give him that look, like, why are we still having this conversation? Yeah. I've why? seen so many, I've seen so many patients when I worked in the ER die of alcohol poisoning, opioid overdose. I've never once seen anybody die of a cannabis overdose or whatever. I mean, there's, it's, there's no such thing. There's I've no never, such thing. I've never seen anybody get addicted to cannabis to the point that they went to the extremes to find that high if they couldn't get cannabis, like someone will for alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we used to have, uh, uh, when I was a first responder, I was actually in a little hick town just south of Sherman there. Uh, Van Alstein. And, I know uh, where that is. Been yeah. there. <laughs> if you're you're the, you're in Denton, you know where Van Alstein yeah. is. But that's where I grew up and where I started out as an EMT. And there was an old guy there, a uh, nice, gentle old man, you know. But he was an alcoholic. Didn't have a lot of money, so he'd go take his change that he would get from whoever would give it to him and go buy a bottle of Listerine and drink it Mm. for the alcohol content. Wow. Because it was a cheap buzz, you know, and I, I, that stuck with me all these years, you know, uh, how can anybody, I mean, Mm. let themselves get to that point. I know it happens and it's not voluntarily voluntary in most cases, but criminy. And then of course, as an EMT, guess what? Two or three hours later, we'd pick him up in the bar ditch, picking mm-hmm. his guts up, you know? Yep. <laughs> and here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, a uh, couple other products, any other company lines that you want to name that, that you're carrying there? Or? Um, we carry Lazarus Naturals as well. Um, that's a pretty popular one. They're uh, based in Oregon. They have a lot of good tinctures and their pet products are um, one of our top sellers for pet products. So we, we have them. We do have um, our own uh, private line um, that we've, you know, done a private label for. I have some new um, kind of more functional CBD gummies that uh, we just launched this last week. So we have our Rise and Shine gummy, which is, um, I've been getting a big request for something for energy and focus and everything with the CBD. So this is a vegan gummy with a CBD isolate. It has ashwagandha, taurine, and ginseng for kind of a little bit of an energy boost. Um, So that one's been a pretty popular one right now. And then um, also uh, kind of like a anti-inflammatory gummy. I know I can't say that, but... (laughs) Uh, not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, not supposed to. But it promotes uh, promoting healthy muscles and um, healthy lifestyle. I can say that. Uh, so this one is our Muscle Men Gummy. It is a full spectrum CBD. It has turmeric uh, for now. Turmeric is an anti-inflammatory um, ingredient, so I can say that. Um, also has a little bit of CBG in it and L-theanine um, to help promote healthy muscles. Um, so that one is, uh, picking up some popularity too, cause we do have a lot of customers that, um, they may work out or athletes or what have you, uh, that like that muscle recovery. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. We're going to have to go into our next sponsor break right quick. And when we come back, I want to start a conversation to hear what your opinion is of what we need to be looking for from our lawmakers 
and mm -hmm. how people can better get involved. Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> Again, this is the Lone Star Collective, the official podcast of the Texas Cannabis Collective. I'm your host, Chris Grisolia. My guest this week is Nicole Wright of Lone Star Naturals, and we'll be right back. Join us on Tuesday, March 14th for the Texas Marijuana Policy Lobby Day at the State Capitol. The majority agree. Texans of all political persuasions agree. It's time for cannabis law reform. There's lots to do in a little time. With all lawmakers meeting only for 140 days every two years, we have a lot of work to do in a short period of time. The Texas Marijuana Policy Lobby Day. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas. A full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Gramps. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective, the official podcast of the Texas Cannabis Collective. I'm your host this week, Chris Grisolia, and I'm joined by my guest this week, Nicole Wright of Lone Star CBD of Denton, Lone Star Naturals CBD. Yes. Denton. Let me get that right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, we kind of stepped off into it a little bit earlier, um, and I normally save this for the last. Uh, but what do you think Texans need to be expecting or should expect from lawmakers in this current session in terms of changes to the medical program, maybe some decriminalization efforts? Uh, what, what's your feelings on those? Yeah, so I know that um, I know Texas is looking at uh, DSHS is looking at opening up more. Um, applicants for their medical marijuana program. Um, I've been kind of following that a little bit. Um, so I'm hoping it makes it more accessible to citizens of Texas. Um, now, I don't know if you, you probably know much about the Texas uh, teacup program, but it's very expensive right now to be an applicant. It's about a $480,000 license fee. I think that's every two years with a $7,000 application fee. So it's it's very limited for small businesses. So yeah. that, I mean that that makes it hard for um, you know small businesses like myself and other ones in the area that really care about you know this uh, medical marijuana program being more accessible to patients in Texas. Sure. So that's going to be really really hard. I think that's going to be a really big barrier. Um, well, uh, one thing you said there about the licensing that it's it's actually DPS that that controls that aspect of it and mm -hmm. they have they've opened up licensing until uh, i want to say it's some april. point in april. april yeah yeah is the cutoff and uh, what i heard from from somebody i'm connected with uh, is that roughly already 60 different entities have applied for a license okay for tico yeah uh, so it's a little more so, than what I actually thought it was going to be. Of course, you know, yeah. um, you know, as well as I do, some of those are going to be your, your MSOs, your multi-state operators trying to, mm -hmm. trying to work their way into this market, et cetera. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's a couple things that actually DPS um, has the, the, as the governing body of the teacup program, uh, 
they have control basically over who can get a license, how many licenses there will be, uh, dispensary location type things, et cetera. And they've, they've even hinted around, there's been some discussion uh, come out of DPS. I want to say it was back in December. It might've been earlier than that. Uh, about, you know, because currently a teacup provider has to be vertically integrated and mm -hmm. they can have one location. Yep. Everything has to be done in that one location. They have to deliver meds to different cities, but they have to have that medication back to that one location by midnight of that same day. So it's real, real hard for somebody located in Austin or Houston to make it out to El Paso. Yeah. or Texarkana or Amarillo or you know what I mean so mm -hmm. there's some hints that they may let them start opening up satellite locations oh wow so that would be a big plus in bringing the costs down yeah. uh, the other one of course would be to bring those stupid license fees that you mentioned down which yeah are they going to do that Probably not because people are paying yeah. it, right? As long as people are paying mm -hmm. it, they're going to do it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, there's some hopeful there. And that's, that's without the legislature even having to be involved. Yeah. Plus, they've also uh, started an advisory board that uh, is going to help them on continuing this expansion if you will of that <laughs> side of things uh, mm -hmm. of course the other aspect is we've got to get some expansion through the legislature that includes some kind of board that can add conditions without having go to go to the legislature every two years because mm -hmm. that's just nuts but i don't know how familiar you are with the current bills but right now uh well representative click has been the author of every bill that's made it through Mm -hmm. Okay. Her bill is probably going to be the one that makes it through. Now, will it make it through the way it's currently written? Probably not. It's probably going to have ads and takeaways here and there, but there's yeah. not a whole lot that they can take away because it really only does three things. It increases the THC cap to 5%. It uh, adds chronic pain nice. to the conditions and it, uh, creates that board that I'm talking about where yeah. they can, they can re review conditions and add them as need be and take away if need be um, yeah. as the research continues to, to unfold. But, um, you know, there's so many things that's still wrong with the teacup program. Like yeah. um, there are no inhalables. And for someone like me who suffers from severe neuropathy, inhaled cannabis inhaled thc is the number one way to treat with cannabis for neuropathy yeah according to all the research that's out there and i've seen a ton of it <laughs> you know because yeah. <laughs> it affects me so yeah i've looked into it uh and there are even clinical trials double blind placebo controlled clinical trials performed right here at ucla in the united mm -hmm. states in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, that said the same thing. Inhaled THC. Doesn't mean it's got to be flour that we're smoking and combust, you know, combustible product. Mm -hmm. There's other ways to inhale, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's an absolute no-no with Texas. We can't have anything smokable. Yeah. And I, and I keep going back to that same old question. Are we stopping anybody? <laughs> nope <laughs> especially not on the golf course <laughs> well and even yeah and and, <laughs> and even uh you know the the other aspect like you pointed out you carry flour mm -hmm. cbd flour there's it's 0.3 percent or less thc right yep um uh, but that's 100% legal in Texas by both the Texas bills and the federal law. Mm -hmm. And so what we're doing 
Now we got people that have that in their possession and they're getting pulled over and they're getting searched and harassed and harangued and, and some of them falsely arrested and charged for something that's hundred percent legal. Yeah. Because of the confusion that we've created. Yeah. You know, I've talked to, I've had, had several meetings with representatives down in Austin. I've got several more tomorrow, but, uh, Several of them tell me that they talk to law enforcement in their district. Mm-hmm. That the law enforcement members, not the unions, not the organizations, the actual law enforcement people, personnel, and they all say the same thing legalize it and get it over with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're yep. tired of messing I, with it. You they know, they are. There's, there's more important crimes to focus on actual crimes like actual violent crimes that and law enforcement kind of from my friends that i have in the law enforcement industry are are sick of dealing with it as well i mean there's there's violent crimes that they need to be focusing on and this whole you know it's like yeah just legalize it completely decriminalize it you know be done with it there's more thing more important things that they need to focus on well, you you look at this is my argument too, or my other argument. Uh, you look at at Austin, Denton, San Marcos, Elgin, uh, Colleen, all these cities that have decrim decriminalized Denton, mm-hmm. right? Have yeah. voted. The people voted. We don't want you enforcing this anymore. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, here in Denton, they're like, we don't care. But uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. But, uh, you know, you've got San Antonio just got a ballot measure approved for, for a vote in, I think it may. That's going to pass too. Yeah. You know, but you're going to say our, our illustrious Lieutenant Governor's last big quote on the subject was, I just don't think the people of Texas are there yet where marijuana is concerned. We've been there <laughs> for a while. So, yeah, we've, you, we've, you out, we've, you're not there. We're there. <laughs> if you go up to Oklahoma or New Mexico or Colorado and drive by the dispensaries, look in the parking lot. You'll see. Texas plates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Texas plates everywhere. And here's yep. the thing. Yeah, that's one of our big arguments because we're doing a lot of work in Austin pushing to decrim this time around because we feel like we have a better chance to get in that a statewide decriminalization or at least reduction of punishments to some degree at the statewide level. Uh, but one of the things we were doing is we're giving handouts when every time we go to every office and one of those handouts said something to the effect of, you know, People are going to New Mexico to the casino. And in yeah. March, when they pass it in Oklahoma, they're going to be going to Oklahoma to the casino for a weekend trip, have them a little indulgence on the side and maybe forget. Some of them ain't going to forget. Some of them are going to do it on purpose. But, you know, grandma and grandpa will maybe forget what they got in their bag or in their glove box and head home to Texas. And then they get pulled over and they got a felony Mm -hmm. because they have a a vape pen or something. Yeah. You know, good, honest, everyday people, just like we constantly lock up anyway. But you don't think that's not going to start being an issue? Yeah. More and more and more. As states around Texas continue to legalize, they all have casinos. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and I, I can tell you, Louisiana, they got a governor who says no, but they're going to be right behind them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he, they can get a new governor and they can change his. <laughs> that's what I tell people, too. You know, we can change their minds, you know, uh, and that's what I tell about people that are so disgruntled, because that's the other thing I want to talk about is people getting involved in any ideas that you have in that respect, how people can get involved and, and help us in this, in this endeavor. You got any ideas? 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I know uh, Texas uh, Hemp Day is coming up March 14th. I know that's in Austin. That's a big way to promote it. Promote it. But just reaching out to your local, um, you know, senators, congressmen, your state reps. Uh, I know Lynn Stuckey in uh, Denton. He's our, our state rep. So reaching out to him and just letting him know how you feel. I know whenever uh, last year when the whole decriminalized Denton um, thing kind of came down, I wrote letters to um, the mayor of Denton and um, a lot of the board and everything and just said, hey, you know, I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for, you know, it was 12 years then, but I've been a nurse. I've worked in the ER. I've never seen anybody die of cannabis, you know, just kind of telling about my background and, you know, uh, just validating uh, cannabis, like the medical use of cannabis and the benefits. Um, Because I know a lot of people do know they may push it off to the side because they don't want to deal with it. Um, But a lot of people are, I think in Texas are stuck in this thing where they think it's just, it's going to kill you or it's, you know, the worst thing ever. There's no benefit. They, they truly believe that. And I think, um, I think just writing to your local politicians and just expressing, you know, the benefit of cannabis and how it's helped with, you know, just, you know, (laughs) you know, pain or sleep or whatever, and, uh, just really talking to them. And, um, and I think the more we kind of like normalize it and show the benefits And then also, I do want to say one thing, um, because I know there's different organizations that get really frustrated with law enforcement. And, you know, maybe there was a article in a local paper about somebody getting pulled over, you know, they're going 150 on the highway, and then they have weed, and then they have, you know, cocaine, and they're like, Oh, my gosh, you know, we said decriminalize Denton. It's like, okay, well, they were speeding, and they have really horrible illicit drugs, and you're going to put that to promote decriminalized it. And I think we need to be responsible um, for the use, for sure. I mean, we have to be responsible. Um, And I think that's a way that we're going to be taken more serious with law enforcement is having that responsibility and promoting um, the health benefits of cannabis. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, You know, that's that's what people don't understand is just because somebody got caught with cannabis and something else, at the same time, doesn't mean cannabis was the instigator of that either. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it, it might be the tag along. Yeah. You know. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. There was one crazy. where it was like they had cannabis um, and they were driving in their car and you could tell they were intoxicated. I don't know if it was because of the cannabis or if they were consuming something else, but they're intoxicating and operating a vehicle. And you want to say, oh, you know, we said decriminalize Denton. Well, yes, but you still have to be a responsible human sure. being. Like, I don't I just that that frustrates me. Decriminalize um, doesn't mean it's OK to be under the influence and operate a vehicle. That just yeah. means it's OK to have it in your possession. To yes. take it from point A to point B so you can go home and, and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And so I think I think really, um, you know, just talking to your your local politicians, your local law enforcement, tell them how you feel. Um, you know, it's like you said, it's not all stoners out here. We're real normal people <laughs> who yeah. find the benefits of, of cannabis, either for ourselves or our, our loved ones or family members. And I think really talking about it more and bringing it up and not putting it off to the side. So yeah, I did a, I did a video a couple of years ago. I need to bring it back around probably and start sharing it again, but it was, Call, I titled it The Faces Against Prohibition. Mm-hmm. And basically, I had a bunch of different people that I know throughout Texas, all over Texas, in the movement, who sent me a short little clip of them saying, it is time. Just those three words. And the the whole message was, mm-hmm. it's time to end prohibition in Texas. And that, yeah. the, but the whole theme behind is these are the faces behind, and it was every mm-hmm. everyday average ordinary people like you and I, yeah. you know, and and the, I think that's a sad, sad, sad misconception that uh, a lot of people have, you know. So anyway, oh, yeah. before we before we cut this thing off, tell everybody where they can find you and find your shop. 
Yeah, so we are off Teasley and Lillian, Lillian Miller in South Denton. Um, I just lost my ear pod. <laughs> uh, our address is 3220 Teasley Suite 118 in Denton, Texas. Our website is www.lonestarnaturals.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. I also have a podcast as well called the Natural Med Podcast. Uh, if you want a little deeper dive into health and wellness, uh, we cover that and how cannabis and CBD can be a part of it. So, Okay, perfect. Uh, that's exactly what we wanted to hear. So uh, <laughs> people can order from your website, right? Yes. Yeah, we do ship to all 48 continental states. Um, I actually, we do local delivery uh, to Denton, Lake City's area. That's Crint, Shady Shores, Hickory Creek, and then also Highland Village. We have a lot of customers over there. So we do free local delivery and then free shipping on orders over 50. So, and we also have, I forgot to mention, we have a VIP program. So every month you get a sample of a new product that we're trying out for the store uh, maybe it's a brand new product or something we're thinking about carrying because there's so many options out there with CBD, um, but it's hard to kind of see like what our, our customers are going to want. So this VIP program is free to pick up in store in Denton. And then uh, we also will ship the sample for $7 a month um, as well. So, and that's picking up a lot of interest. So cool. Cool. Yeah. Man. Well, I want to thank you again for joining us. It's been very enlightening to hear about your store that's been in Denton for four years that I know nothing about. <laughs> yeah, come by and see us. <laughs> Just goes to show you, I don't get out of crumb very often. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> but I do want to thank you again for joining us, telling us all about your, your store, your products, and, and everything. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Good. Good to talk to you as well. <laughs> Well, that's it for our show this week, folks, on the Lone Star Collective, the official podcast of the Texas Cannabis Collective. I'm your host, Chris Grisolia, and my guest this week was Nicole Wright, and I want to thank everybody for joining us.